Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. It's Justin Hogg here from RightSource. Today, not-for-profits out in the great outdoors. And an interesting question came up during this week in terms of... um, whether it's more important for a not-for-profit to do well or do good. And it's a really interesting question, and it sort of ties back into should my, should my not-for-profit actually make a profit or should it not make a profit? When we have done a past video on this in terms of you know, not-for-profit structure isn't that it shouldn't make a profit. It's a, What it really means is there's no profit going to shareholders. That's what a not-for-profit stru- structure is all about. So it's not that you're, you, you're not able to pay dividends or returns to shareholders, all your profit you make goes back into the business. That's the structure. So there's nothing precluding a not-for-profit from making a profit. The biggest challenge, and this is the doing good part of a not-for-profit, is that there's always more to do. No matter what not-for-profit I work with, there's in their sphere, in their area that they're trying to make a difference, there's always more they can do, always. And that's really hard because, yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to say, well, this is all the money we've got and we're going to spend every single cent of that on trying to do absolutely everything we can for our purpose. And that's completely okay. The challenge you then got is that if you want to grow, you don't have any any money to grow. So you're... And you see that. You know that you don't have any money to grow because you're spending it all on your purpose. So the next step that people do is either ask for more donations or contributions or ask government, you know, we need some more funds because there's this need that we're not meeting and we really want to meet that need, but we need your help to do it. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And if you get the funds, it's great. What tends to happen more often than not is government have already committed as much funds as they've got in their budget. They, they don't have any more funds to commit or they've got other priorities in other areas as well. So there's only so much to go around. In terms of the community or the donations, again, sometimes it's very hard to ask people to donate more when they're already donating as much as they can. So it can be quite a hard battle to try and get more funds to meet a need that you can see is needing to be met, but you just can't find the funds anywhere. So then you reach this point where you never grow because you never get the funds you need to do that extra extra bit. So you're sort of constantly fighting and but never going anywhere. It can be the same in any other business where you're wanting to grow is that quite often you need funds to grow. You need to be able to invest in growth. The conversation then can often morph in a not-for-profit into, well, what we need to do is rather than get all these grants or, or donations we're getting, we need to make sure that we get untied funds. So what that term means is that Um, with a grant or with funding that you're getting, rather than it being for a specific purpose that you, so for government especially where you get a grant and that grant is to achieve a certain outcome, is to get a grant where you can do, you have a lot more freedom with it or you can do whatever you want with it. Now, usually donations to a not-for-profit tend to be untied because they're donating to the cause, not to a specific outcome. So what is happening usually in the organization is those untied funds are already being spent to fill the gaps where the grants or the funding that they have got isn't meeting it. So usually you're spending all your untied funds 
on the not-for-profit operations already because that's why you have no funds. So if we need untied funds to allow us to grow, maybe we need to spend a little bit less. Well, really then, and this is where it's interesting, what you're getting back to is if you've got surplus untied funds, what you actually got is a surplus, which is also the same as a profit. That's where it gets interesting is that, well, if we had, if your not-for-profit makes a profit, which is often called a surplus, you've actually got these funds that you've made, that you've got in excess or in reserve, that you can then put towards something. This is the key part. If you've got those funds you can put to, towards something, what you can do is, in, is invest those funds in that area that you want to service. And this is important, and it's the same, it's the same in all types of business. You need to invest in growth. Now, what does that mean? Quite often, to grow a business, you need to invest in the capability before you can have the outcome. So you need to invest in either more people, more buildings, um, more capability in terms of contractors, services, products, whatever it is. You often need to put the money into buying that or paying for that, having that capability before you actually are able to d deliver the service. So same for not-for-profit. What you want is to have a surplus that you can then invest in a new person, a new building, new capability that can deliver this new service to fix this need. By doing that, you can then show people the impact you can have in doing that service, which is a philosophy in terms of build it and they will come. If you show, if you demonstrate your capability and your ability to fill a need, people will then go, ah, oh, well now I understand what you were looking to do and I can understand what you're achieving and you'll find it will help generate those funds you need to do that outcome. That's the first thing is to build it and they will come. If you have, if your not-for-profit makes a, makes a profit or surplus, it can invest in demonstrating its capability of fulfilling another need. Now, that is risky because you might demonstrate that need or that ability to fill that need, but there just might not be the funds. There might not be the community will or community ability to provide funds for that capability, in which case that, that becomes a pilot that fails. But this is also an important thing to consider when you're looking at how you fund that investment. Because if you're doing it out of surplus funds and it fails, your normal operations can keep going because you haven't taken any funds away from them. What is dangerous in a not-for-profit is where you take funds out of your existing capability to put it to something else that you know needs to happen and it fails, but because you haven't got enough funds to continue your normal operations, they fail as well. So again, that is why I suppose the profit is important because you can use that to keep your existing operations safe. That's all great. How does my not-for-profit make a, make a profit? Well, there's a number of different ways. Obviously, there's that ensuring you are efficient. And you know, some of efficiency gains can often you know, allow you to deliver the same amount of outcomes you have been, but maybe for a little bit less money. That little bit less money can be a profit that you can then help build the reserves to then invest in doing some more good. It's also taking a long-term approach. So some people feel uncomfortable at profit that you then just put in the bank. Well, sometimes you aren't gonna get all that you need for that next step in one year or six months. It might take a couple of years of making a profit to then be able to invest in that capability. So, you know, small steps are fine. 
The other area that some not-for-profits have is a social enterprise that's attached to the not-for-profit, like a, a bookstore or can collection or an op shop. It's run, run by volunteers. And that generates a small profit that they can then invest back in the not-for-profit, either in the existing services or looking to deliver additional services. And the big one for me at the moment is the fact with those that have been uh, that come in under the NDIS that offers a lot more opportunity for delivering services that are adjacent to your current service because you're not tied in by a grant anymore. You can do whatever you want to do under the NDIS in terms of providing services. So you're not tied to the grant outcomes, which means you can provide services that are adjacent to the ones that you normally provide. You can go to different geographical areas because you're not tied into a state grant. There's no reason why you can't offer the same services that you are in Queensland, in WA, for example. You can do that. So it's looking at what you do well and if you can provide that to others in the market that may not necessarily be the ones in need but might be willing to pay for those services, well then that's completely okay too. So it's looking at your not-for-profit in terms of your opportunities. And ultimately, that all comes with that mindset of it's okay to make it, once you get to that point of it's okay to make a profit in your not-for-profit, then you can start looking at these other opportunities and start using that profit to then fill another need. Because ultimately, doing good is important, but if you do well, you can do more good. And that's really the message I've got from this video today is that I think the more that not-for-profits can make a sustainable business and a sustainable business that can make a profit, the more you've got a chance of growing your not-for-profit, doing a bigger impact, and then changing the world is not as big a step. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.